The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sam Brewski, and we are finally back with Hoop Ball Grizz. Hoop Ball Grizz. We it's December, Sam. It is twenty days, less than three weeks, and counting. And we get basketball. Basketball, it counts. We get preseason, training camp, all that stuff. It's coming earlier. We're going to start off the show with something that is completely unrelated to the Grizzlies because it literally just happened. And I about lost my stuff. Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Washington Wizards. Russell Westbrook for John Wall and a 2023 protected first-round pick. I cannot believe it. I... I will say this, well done to Houston getting a pick back for Westbrook. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought that they were going to have to move him and basically just give up, just lose all of the assets that they gave away to get him and just take a bad contract in return. So you get John Wall. Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Who knows? You know, that that's coming back off of the type of injuries that he had. I'll say this. He has looked fabulous in the videos that I've seen of him. He looks good. He reminds me of John Wall from like five years ago, man. Yeah. He looks really, really good. I cannot imagine after the injuries that he's dealt with that he's going to be as fast or as explosive as what he was prior. But every. That that would be a miracle. Yeah. If he is as fast. All that, yeah. I don't but see that, but he's still he John Wall. So. John, I mean, he could lose a step and still be faster than a lot of guys in the uh, NBA. Yes, John Wall can fly two steps and he's down the floor. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely craziness. So anyway, there you are. We're we're not breaking it. Woj tweeted it out. Shams finished a very close second place. Well done, Woj. We are going to talk about a little bit of a. Season preview. That's what we're going to do. Season preview today. We're going to look at the roster. Right now, the roster is sitting at 20 guys. Got to be cut down to 17 by the time, well, by December 22nd. Like, yeah, that's about yeah, I don't know. Like three de- weeks. I don't remember exactly Yeah, the, when the deadline is. is probably slightly before that. But I think that it's pretty well set who is going to be on this roster. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the guys that are on the roster the amount of time that they played last year kind of give you an idea of what we think the rotation is going to be. And we'll go from there. We're going to start off number one, the first one on my list. I hope it's the first one on Sam's list. If it's not, he's doing it wrong. Must be. Ja Morant. (laughs) We all know what Ja's role is on this team. Ja played 31 minutes a game last year. And he is going to play that again this year. He's going to be the starting guard. He's going to... There, there's no doubt about it. Jaws is starting guard. We know that Jaron is going to be the starting four. We know that Jonas is going to be the starting five. No doubt. Those three are locked in. No doubt. Hands down, no doubt about it. Those three are locked in. That's three of the five starters. What happens from there? We know that Jaron and Justice are both out to start the season. There's been tentative talks of Jaron coming back in January. January is still pretty vague because that could be two weeks into the season, seeing that it starts on the 22nd. He comes back the first week of January. He misses two weeks. Okay. 
could be six weeks into the season. Say, it could, could be, be the end of January. January 30th. <laughs> so there's not a lot of clarity on when Jaron's going to come back. And I looked and looked and looked today, and I didn't remember seeing anything, but I wanted to look and see. There was no timeline for justice. The one thing that I did find is Coach Jenkins said, we're going to be cautious. We're going to err on the side of caution. We want these guys to be 100% healthy before they hit the floor. I agree with that. That's fair. Well, that you need you need that. You don't need to rush anybody back. This is a a very young team. Got some young, very young players, good players. And I mean, sure, yeah. And you rush somebody back, they get hurt even more. I mean, look at Justice, but yeah, he's been yeah, hurt for a while. So. He, he's been he's been struggling a lot of a uh, lot of injuries over the last couple of years for him. So you definitely want him to be at a hundred percent. Yes, you know, thought he was healthy last mm-hmm. year. Had the injury in the bubble, shut him down for the rest of the season. Yep. And, you know, I say last year like it was that long ago. It's not. It hasn't been that long <laughs> Just ago. Just a couple months ago, really. So you, you got to get these guys healthy. But uh, so, so let's move on. We talked those three. You and I both agree, and I think that's uh, universal. Everybody's going to agree that Ja at the one, Jaron at the four, and JV at the five. That's three of the five starters. And we're going to assume that everybody is healthy because obviously Jaron is not going to be starting beginning of the season. We just talked about that. But assuming everybody is healthy, what's the starting five going to look like? Does Dylan keep his spot at the two? Is Justice going to come in and play the two? Is Justice going to play the three? Is Dylan coming off the bench? What's going to happen? If Dylan comes off the bench, is his ego going to be able to handle that? Can he accept a bench role? Don't know. There's been so you go back when Garrett Temple was it two years ago now? I think two years ago, Temple was on the squad and he got the starting nod over Dylan, and Dylan was a little toxic about it. Um, you know, he made it known that he was not happy that he wasn't starting. I didn't agree with starting Temple over Brooks because to me, you know, Brooks is a future guy, but. Bickerstaff was coaching win now. He he wanted he was wanting to win, and he felt like Temple gave him the better. Temple at the time, Temple was a better defender than Dylan. Dylan was he still is young, so there's growing. He needs to grow. There's stuff that he needs to do better. If you watch the Grizzlies, you know that there's things that Dylan needs to do better. But I didn't agree with Temple being the starter over him, and Dylan obviously didn't. So you know Dylan Brooks. Here's the here's the thing. This is what really intrigues me heading into this season, Sam. Over the course of a game, you got 48 minutes. Five positions, that's 240 minutes a game that you have to have five guys on the floor, right? 240 mm-hmm. minutes between five positions, that's what you got. So I'm going to run through this real quick. Jai at 31, Jaron 28, Dylan 29, Kyle 20, JV 26, Tyus 19, DeAnthony Melton 20, Brandon Clark 22, Grayson Allen 19, Gorgie Zhang 17, John Conchar 9. Ran through it fast. Do you know what that adds up to? 240. It does exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, but it really does. Like yeah. you, If you guys want to go back, run the tape back, it's 240. All right? Now, here's guys that I did not mention in that 240 minutes. Justice Winslow, Xavier Tillman, Desmond Bain, Jonte Porter. Who's who's pulling back? 
who 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 is gonna lose minutes? Kyle Anderson. I do not think that Kyle is part of the future of this team. I feel like he gets moved at some point. Maybe he plays out his contract in Memphis and then walks. I don't know what happens. But Kyle does not he doesn't really fit the mold for what this team is doing right now. I think Kyle sees a drop in minutes. But outside of Kyle, which one of those guys, like, who do you see out of that list, Sam, that is going to be losing minutes? You still, you got to figure out Desmond Bain, you know, you moved up to take him in the end of the first round. Xavier Tillman. He'll play Desmond for sure. Desmond's going to play. I, yeah, I feel like no Tillman, is, Tillman is definitely going to play as well. Yeah. And I mean, like when you get closer, when you're playing for the playoffs, your rotation is going to shrink dramatically. You're going to go from a probably 11, 12-man rotation down to eight, eight may, maybe eight. possibly nine. Yeah. But who sees the fall off, Sam? Mm, Marco Goodrich, probably. Well, I didn't even put Marcos. So, okay, I'm going to run through. Right now they're sitting at 20. Sam, give yep. me all 20 of the okay. guys that are on the team right now. Okay, we've got Grayson Allen, Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Gorgie Zhang, Marco Goodrich, Mario Hazonia, uh, JJ. Lasagna! Tri- lasagna, <laughs> Triple J, Tyus Jones, John Conchar, uh, Sean McDermott. Well, he's a two-way, but. You're fine. Uh, D'Anthony Melton, John Morant. Jonte Porter, Killian Tilly, Xavier Tillman Sr., Jaleel Tripp, Jonas Valanciunas, Yo JV. Jaeger. And then Justice Winslow. All right. So Tilly and McDermott are on two way contracts. Yes. All right. So their playing time is going to be extremely limited. They're, you know, like they're not going to be with a team every game. And I feel like there's probably going to be some sort of COVID. Precaution, like they're going to probably be allowed to be with the team more because of COVID this year. The NBA done a fantastic job in the bubble, zero positives the entire time. Did finished awesome. it. Yeah, it w- it was great. They set the bar high, and nobody else's came close. But here's the reality of it: these teams are not going to be in a bubble. They've had 48 players test positive already before even like they're just starting training camp this week. They've had 48 positives already. There are going to be positives. There's no way around it. You cannot keep 30 teams in a bubble somewhere. You, you cannot do it. It's not feasible. It's not going to happen. There's going to be some games that probably get canceled. There's going to be stuff that gets moved and pushed and pulled. That's why you get the first half of the season schedule. And after March, whatever, 20, I don't even remember what the date is, but end of March, then you get the second half of the schedule. We'll probably get it a little bit before then. I figure we'll probably get it early early to mid-March. We'll get the second half of the season schedule. They're going to have to adapt because these guys are going to be living in the world. And unfortunately, COVID is out there. They're going to get exposed to it. It's just part of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. It's going to happen. How well do they plan? Is their plan better than MLB? Is it better than NFL? We don't know. We'll see. But it's going to happen. So you got Killian Tilly and Sean McDermott. They're two-way. That takes you from 20 to 18, and you still got to cut some from there. So you still got to go down to 15. So you have 13 active, two inactives, and your two two-ways for a total of seven. 
right? Yeah, 17. 17. Jaleel Tripp is on a 10-day exhibition contract or exhibit contract. I don't know how they word that. So Jaleel Tripp, Killian Tilly, Sean McDermott. That takes you from 20 down to 17. You still got to cut two. You know that Justice and Jaron are going to be your, like, they're going to be on the injured reserve, basically. They're going to be the reserves, the inactives, for however long until they come back. So some of these guys are going to get to be on the roster opening day, and then when Justice and Jaron get healthy, then they're going to get moved. But you're not going to have everybody you're not you're not and so i was wondering who that was going to be what they were going to do because gudrich is still under contract they just traded for hazonia or got hazonia in a trade they didn't trade for him but anyway so they pick him up but today chris harrington he tweeted out that hazonia and gudrich are not at training camp and they don't expect them to be at training camp so that's your roster Right there. You you got you lose Hazonia and Gudrich, which they're probably looking at some sort of buyout for both of those guys. There were talks about trying to move them. You may get some interest in Hazonia. He was a top five pick. He's twenty five years old. I don't know you know, some you know, you may, may get some sort of assets out of him. He's, I'm, he's not bad. I mean he's not great. He ain't a stu I mean I don't He's but in the does NBA, he obviously he's good, but... Yeah, I mean, he's in the NBA, yeah. but, like, is he a player that is going to warrant playing time? And there's nobody on, on... here. There's nobody on that list. We've obviously not got to watch Jonte Porter. We don't know what he's going to do, but based off of what he was prior to his injuries, I think I'm taking a chance on him. He's younger. Absolutely. I'm I'm keeping him and the Grizzlies apparently think the same thing because they signed Jonte. He was only under contract for one year and then they just signed him to a, an extension this year. They just signed him earlier like a, f- a few weeks ago. They they signed him and extended him. So they like what they're seeing from him. It's going to be um it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this rotation because Gorgie, he he was at 17 minutes a game and he was productive. You got his stats, Sam. What did what were Gorgie's stats? Oh, Gorgie, he was at 17 and a half minutes. He averaged one three pointer, 5.8 rebounds, 1.2 assists, uh, right at right under one steal, but we'll say one steal, one block, and 7.4 points. Okay, so, I mean, that was productive Mm -hmm. as a guy that's not playing that many games. And I would think that they would want to keep him somewhat in the rotation because he's an expiring contract. So they're probably going to look to move him at the trade deadline to get something in return, whether it's another young player or picks or maybe they're in the playoff hunt and they want to make a trade for a piece that's missing. I Man, it's it's crazy to me the amount of talent that they have because we talked about Bain, Desmond Bain. I was so excited when they moved up and they got him. He's going to play. And Xavier Tillman, I, I just don't see any way that he doesn't play unless he just completely underperforms. There's been conversations, like Grizzlies fans, 
They're like, oh, you know, Tillman is just going to clog up the four spot. Tillman's not playing the four. He's not going to play the four. He's six foot seven and a half without shoes on, six foot nine with shoes on, and he's got a seven foot one wingspan. He is an undersized big, but there have been. Let me. So I'm going to say three names, and then I'm going to get away from this Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green, and Ben Wallace. None of those guys, none of them were bigger than six foot nine. None of them. And all three of those guys are in the conversation for some of the best defensive bigs to ever play the game. Wasn't Rodman six six? Yeah, that's what I thought. Draymond Green is six foot six. Yeah, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Ben uh, Ben Wallace was six eight. Uh, he was six seven or six eight. But yeah. I went, so I mean, I I, I should have looked I know, that up. I know Rodman was six six for sure. But yeah, it, it is. Yes, he is an undersized big, but one. The NBA is playing smaller than what it has in the past. Two, there's not that many guys at 6'8 that he's really going to struggle guarding. There's a few guys like Anthony Davis probably would give him some trouble guarding him. Anthony Davis doesn't play the five. He's a four because he's a freaking sissy and (laughs) doesn't want the label of center. I like Anthony Davis, but that crap drives me crazy. You're seven foot, bro. You're seven foot tall. Who cares what freaking label you have on you on the position? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. You know, so there's Jokic, Bam Adebayo, and and I don't. I'm not convinced that Bam would necessarily be a bad matchup for him. But Bam is going to have the advantage because of height and and length. So that yeah, there's a handful of guys out there that he may struggle guarding. But he works hard. He works. He comes from Michigan State. Tom Izzo is a fantastic coach. I have, I'm not even in the, the smallest amount. There's no part of me that doubts that Xavier Tillman can play the five and be effective in the NBA at six foot, seven and a half, six foot nine shoes, how, whatever you want to, you call it, call it six, seven. He still has a seven, one wingspan and that puts his, his standing reach at like nine foot three or whatever. Ridiculous. He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's going to play. That's two guys that you got to carve minutes out for. And you got guys that are probably like, if you don't play Gorgie, are you going to be able to move his contract and if you don't move his contract, are you comfortable just letting him walk? I, maybe they are. But the way this front office has, has been doing, I don't think that's the case. I will be blown away if Gorgie Zhang is a grizzly at the end of the season. I don't see that there's any way of that. The expiring contract, obviously I know I'm aware that Gorgie is not a stud. He's not a superstar. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to help you win a championship. Maybe if you need some backup big man minutes, maybe you see that he is, but that expiring contract is valuable, especially with the list of guys that are going to be free agents this year. So you had a name, Anthony Davis and free agency heading into this year. Everybody and their brothers, mamas, cousins, next-door neighbors, everybody knows Anthony Davis is not leaving Los Angeles. 
you got some big names that are free agents next year that are probably going to be moving. So that expiring contract to free up money for these other teams, that's something that's going to be valuable. You can get something in return for that. And the 2021 draft, if you've not been watching college basketball, I suggest that you do it because some of these names at the top of this draft for next season are putting on a show. Some of these guys are raising their stock. Jalen Suggs is a guy. Unfortunately, he got injured tonight. I don't know the severity of it. I, I just saw that he went down. Somebody said it looks like it may be Achilles. We don't know how serious it is, but Jalen Suggs was a middle-of-the-first-round guy whose stock was rising because of the way that he was playing. The 2021 draft is loaded. If the Grizzlies move Gorgie for somebody else to free up cap space and end up with a first-round pick, there there are they be cooking a load of guys that are going to be extremely helpful to NBA teams and next year's draft is far more loaded than this year's draft was. They'll be in a good spot. So let's look at this, Sam. We're kind of talking. I'm kind of, you know, running around in circles here, not really saying I'm, you know, I'm saying stuff, but not really narrowing anything down. Who do you? Everybody's healthy. Let's say we're mid February. Everybody's healthy. Who is your starting five? Ja, obviously. You don't have to say. We know Ja, Jaron, and JV. Okay. The other two. So the shooting guard and the small forward. Dylan Brooks, Justice Winslow. Okay. So Kyle started last year mm-hmm. at the three. You feel like they just moved Kyle to the bench. I think so. And plug Justice, mm-hmm. plug Justice in. I, I mean, that's the way I would do it, for sure. Yeah. Just as a way better scorer than him. Now Kyle does other stuff that you don't see. Yeah, right? I mean he's secondary playmaker. He Kyle makes winning plays. I, I've said I've like well, I like Kyle. He he he's had just, a heck of a game in the bubble. Boy, yeah, he was running point most of the time there when he was out there. I mean he was a beast. Do that all the time, Kyle. You'll start for me. But <laughs> <laughs> I I don't disagree with that starting lineup. I think that's that's what you do. I don't know if maybe. You don't see Dylan come off the bench, man. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if it goes Ja, Justice, Kyle, Jaron, and Jonas. That wouldn't be bad either. But again, yep. it's all, all about what is Dylan Brooks willing to accept. Here's the thing: I I like Dylan. If you all have listened, I am. If you've listened to the show any at all, I'm on the Dylan Brooks Island. I support Dylan. I think that he has more there that he's not showing. I think that he has been successful, but there have been holes in his game because he is in a role that he's not really suited for. I think Dylan Brooks is going to be a good NBA player for a long time because of how hard he works on defense. He is just not in an optimal offensive role right now. For him to be, he can create his own shot. You look up and down this roster right now. Prior to the draft, there was nobody else on this roster outside of Ja Morant that can create a shot for themselves better than Dylan Brooks. You can go through the list. We can talk about everybody on the list. There's nobody on that list 
that has the skill set that Dylan Brooks has. Does Dylan get tunnel vision? Yes. Does Bad. Dylan play hero <laughs> ball? Yes. Bad. Does Dylan make mistakes? Absolutely yes. He does. No. He does. Yeah, he does. If you get him into an optimal role, I think that you see stuff like that and improve. There's nothing in his game right now that cannot be fixed with coaching unless he is just not receptive. No good way to put it. I, I plain honestly, and simple. He's yeah. he's 24 years old, and that's what um, the the guys over at Grizzly Bear Blues Bruce blah, 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 blah. English is hard. I didn't realize Dylan was that young still. Yep, 24 years old. So wow, he can still grow. But that, they were asking, like, what are the things that you're looking for, looking forward to going into this season? And I was like, I want to see the growth with Ja. Does he become a 20-point-a-game guy? Is his jump shot better? Like, I want to see the growth with Ja. But more importantly to me is the definition of what these other guys are going to be. What is Dylan Brooks going to do? Is he going to improve this year? Or is he going to play his way out of being a Grizzly. Is Justice Winslow going to stay healthy and be a part of this team? If he's not healthy, you just don't extend him. It's fine. Let him walk. Sayonara, see you later. Done. You're going to know this season what you need to focus on. What's Desmond Bain going to bring to the table? We know that he can shoot. We know that he's a good playmaker. What what is he gonna do? Where is he gonna? What's his role gonna be? Does Desmond Bain play well enough that he works his way into a starting position this year? I don't think that's likely. Probably not this year. It, it, I don't think that's likely this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I really, really like Desmond Bain, and he fits a role that for years the Grizzlies have been needing a wing that can create his own shot and be a secondary playmaker. Desmond Bain can shoot the freaking lights out. He is an excellent passer, high IQ. No doubt in my mind he can be a secondary playmaker. No problem. No problem. But this year is going to be a year that the Grizzlies learn about what they have, and then they look forward into free agency next year. And what do you do? Who do you go get? Do you go sign a guy? Who are you drafting? What do you need? Is Xavier Tillman, you drafted him this year. He sees the floor. He's playing. Is he your five of the future? Or are you going after a five in the draft? You know, you you don't know. That's what this year is. The Grizzlies can improve this year, still miss the playoffs, but they're going to know where they stand after this year. The West is going to be tougher. Klay Thompson went down. I hate that for the Warriors. I'm not a Warriors fan. But when the Warriors are healthy, it's good for basketball. It really is. So Klay Thompson went down. But the Warriors are not They're not hurt. They, they traded for Kelly Oubre. So their starting lineup is still going to be solid with Steph Curry, uh, Wiggins, Oubre, Draymond Green, James Wiseman. I couldn't believe they got Kelly, man. That Kelly Oubre's young enough. I don't see why OKC didn't hold on to him. Uh, exactly. But, you know, I just couldn't Sam Presti and his love well, for draft picks, man. Well, he's got like 500 of them, you know, in the next two years. He's got the whole 60 next year, so. 
They're taking everybody in the Every, draft. They're getting year. everybody. They have like what? They have like three or four I, next year. Man, the first I don't round know. Or I know like it's that. like it's like eighteen over the next four years. Yeah, they seventeen have. or eighteen the next next first four round, years. first round picks. Oh, first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're in a good spot, but this is going to be a learning year for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I think that you definitely. I think Kyle's minutes fall. He may start. He didn't play that many. He played. Kyle started last year the majority of the time. He played twenty minutes a game. Yep. He may start and play right around that. Um, JV is still going to get his time. Tyus at nineteen. DeAnthony Melton at twenty. What DeAnthony Melton do you see? Because if it's DeAnthony Melton of the bubble, he gone. You know they just signed him to an extension. It's not gone, but he's, well, he he's ain't playing, definitely no. like he's losing minutes. Yeah, he ain't playing for me if it's that DeAnthony Melton. Grayson Allen at the end of the bubble, he was playing very well. So the nineteen minutes a game, I don't know that that slides any. Dylan playing thirty minutes a game with the guys that you got, you may see that go down some. And I think that that is having guys that can come in, having Desmond Bain or Justice Winslow, guys that can come in to fill the role that Dylan is filling and letting him rest and come off the bench as a spark, you know, that's going to be a huge plus. That's going to be a big, big plus, and that's something that is going to benefit the this team, this roster, tremendously. Um, it, it's, it's tough to look. I'll tell you this. I would not want to be in Taylor Jenkins' shoes right now because you had Brandon Clark playing 22 minutes a game. With the way he produced last year, you've got to see an increase in that. Does Brandon move into a starting role and stay in a starting role this year? Does JV move to a secondary role off the bench? No, probably not. Better not. I'll be you know, upset. like I, I don't, I don't think that this is the year that you see JV move. Like they're not. I'm not saying move is in trade, but that'll be next year. Th- there will be a there. There will be a time either end of this year or next year when you see JV's minutes fall. It'll be next year I'm because sure. you're developing this team, knowing that even though JV is not old by any stretch, as you move forward, JV is going to be a guy that you move. He's going to be a guy that that's no longer a grizzly. I hate it. I love him. You know, you guys know that Sam loves him. He's all right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's a learning year. And what do you do? You look at the pieces that you have. You look at the developmental guys. And you're like, okay, we play Grayson Allen. Grayson struggled with injuries last year. He started off slow, started playing much better, got injured. It, it's He came back into the bubble wasn't playing all that well to start off. By the time they finished in the bubble, he was arguably the second best Grizzly on the floor. You know, Jaron was out. Like he at the end of the bubble, Grayson was doing everything that you wanted him to do. Yep. He looked so good. What uh what what does he do? What is his role moving forward? Are you keeping him? Are you signing him? Is he moving on? There are plenty of guys. They just signed DeAnthony Melton to a contract extension. It is a pretty favorable contract in the fact that if they see that he is not what they want, they could probably move that contract without any problems because of his age and the projections of what he could be. I think with Tyus coming back and being healthy that you'll see more of the pre-bubble DeAnthony Melton. That's my hope. Jaleel Tripp. Jaleel Tripp's going to be G League. He's going to be playing his game. 
in South Haven, and that's fine. Defensive specialist, super athletic kid, get down there, get some development time in the G League. Maybe you come up later. Same thing, Killian Tilly. He's a guy that is he is first round talent, no doubt about it. First round talent for this draft, but just health concerns is the reason he went undrafted. He's a guy that could very well be moving up. 6'10 guy that can rebound and shoot the ball. <laughs> Hello? You need Ow. a rebounder next to Jaron Jackson. Out, hey. That's you right. know, I mean, y- you need it. Jaron, w- I'm going to go out. I'm going to say this right now. Jaron will never in his career be an elite rebounder. And that surprises me. It's completely as, fine, too. As, well, yeah, that is. But as big as he is, I mean, he just cannot. But he's not he's not your typical big. He's no, not. But you know, that that is I would pull pull up Dirk's numbers. What what did Dirk average for rebounds that, in his career? We're not comparing that. But I'm just saying oranges. like he's not a he's <laughs> no, not a typical big man. Dirk is a seven footer and he didn't average eleven rebounds a game. I think he's around Six or seven. It was like seven or eight, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know off don't the top of my me. head. Maybe I, I should. I'll right but, here in about ten you know, seconds. Just because he's almost seven foot tall doesn't mean that he has to be a dominant rebounder. He doesn't have to be. Brandon Clark is an excellent rebounder. Brandon Clark can get down there and get the boards. You put pieces around him. You know that he's not a good rebounder. Okay, fine. I'm going to find somebody to play beside him and get rebounds. What you got over there, Sam? I don't think this is... Oh, no. That is... his Over his career. Over his career, he only averaged 3.7 rebounds is what this says, but that just doesn't sound right. Dirt yep. only averaged four rebounds a game? There ain't, no, there ain't. Because, I mean, there's some here that he averaged 10, 10, 8, 9, 9, Where are you nine. looking at? Sam trash. is looking... He's looking at junk. It's trash. Hang on. He doesn't it. know. Sam is awful. I don't even know why I had you look up the stats. I know. You're kidding, supposed to right? be the stat man and you're slacking. <laughs> Blame Google. Google. I mean, he probably used some crazy basketball reference. Seven that's what and I, a half. That's what I'm trying to learn. Seven and a half rebounds. That's what I said, Bunny Bree. Seven or eight. We're so Sam say was 7. right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, Dirk. If Jaron gets to the seven rebounds, if he gets to averaging seven rebounds a game, is that going to make people happy? I don't care if it does or not. He can average five rebounds a game for his career and do the things on the offensive end and defensive end that he's capable of doing. He's a great rim protector, gets in passing lanes, uses his length to break up passes, learn how to stop fouling, don't care about your rebounds. That's I don't easy. care that you're a seven footer and not pulling down ten a game. Well, I do. Doesn't you're seven me. foot, ten rebounds, or you're trash. I it is what it is. I, I don't care either way. I'm fine I'm with what he brings to the table. I say that you put pieces around him. Xavier Tillman is a great fit. <clears throat> You'll go back and check John Chepkevich of the Pro Basketball Combine. He came on and he said, "Hey, this is a guy that if he's there." the Grizzlies may look at taking because of his chemistry with Jaron Jackson and what he's able to do. And John Shepkevich called it. He called, yeah. he said, Xavier Tillman, if he's there, they had to move up to get him. They moved up to 35 to get him, but they did. And I'm fine with that. No, I like Xavier absolutely. Tillman. So is there anybody on the list that we didn't talk about, Sam? I think we talked about a little bit of everybody. Yeah, we pretty much covered everybody, man. 
Let me look. look, look do, 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 do. We know what JV's going to do. Yeah, we know what we Jan. Covered every, we covered I, I think the big question marks for this year. So we're going to close with this, Sam, and then, then we'll let everybody know where they can find us. We're going to close with this. I want to know three things this season that you they're important to you. Like, what do you want to see? Three things from the Grizzlies this season. What do you want to see? What are they? Okay. Everybody come back and be healthy. That's a big thing right there. I would like to see that. Everybody play, be good. I'd like to see them have a winning record, be honest with you. I know that's pushing it, but that'd okay. be neat. Hmm, my third one. Let me think about that. Jonas averaged 20 and 15. 20 and 15. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, he's talking craziness with his <laughs> last one. It's drumming numbers. We can do it. The, the over-under on him right now is 15 and a half points and 11 and a half rebounds. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the Vegas over-under on him yeah. right now. So that that's probably... I'm okay with that, too. I think that's probably right around where he's going to hang. He may... I, it wouldn't surprise me if he went over on the rebounds, to be yeah. honest with you. He did but I, I don't think ago. that he's going to average much more than 15 to 17 Not with that team, no. And, and I, I mean, you don't need him to average more no. than... There's going to be nights when he's going to carry... Oh, for sure. You know, but you, I mean, you don't shoot, need him to. I mean, he's he scored in the thirties multiple times. We've been there for a couple of them. Yeah. So. Yep. Did you did you miss his career high and then whatever? That, well, that was the, his then career high, and then yeah. he, then it was thirty four, thirty three, <laughs> and then he scored thirty four against the Magic. Yeah, it was. Sam was so pissed at me too. I was. He was mad I'm because I was mad. there for the thirty three point game. He's like, "That was JB's career high, and I wasn't even there." <laughs> <laughs> that was mad. Oh, it was great. It was funny because I I remember checking fantasy about that. That was funny because I looked and he had like. I don't remember what he had in the first quarter. I'm like, this dude's going to score 40. I'm like, oh, my God, this dude's going to score 40 points. And he had like 20 by halftime. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to score 50. Holy crap. <laughs> and he had – he mm, – Yeah, he, he was He would have had 34, game. but he missed that free throw at the end. Yeah. He purposely did it, but – Purposely missed yeah, the free throw. He purposely missed the free throw because there was .1 seconds left. They were playing yeah, the Rockets. To, to end the game. Yep. Yeah. So that's all we've got today. That's you know, th- there's a lot of good things. Oh, it's not. I didn't even give you the three things that I'm <gasps> looking forward to. Sam was just gonna let me close it too. Slack. I was actually. Yeah, I guess yep. so. Go ahead. So my my three things are this three big things for me. I wanna I wanna know what Dylan Brooks is. Hmm. I think this year tells you what he is. Is he gonna be your starter? Does he make the adjustments that he needs to make to get to the next level? Last year, the things that he'd done showed like when he was good the Grizzlies won when he was bad the Grizzlies lost it's just how it is I don't remember what the I know it, they were like 16 and 0 16 and 0 at one point with him scoring 20 points or more mm-hmm. that kind of you know they, they had a couple losses with him scoring 20 I don't remember what the the season record ended but can Dylan Brooks accept a lesser role can Dylan Brooks fix the things that he needs to fix to stick around on this turn on this team to be a long term piece. So Dylan Brooks and his growth, that's one. Number two for me is the other role players and what they're gonna do. What are we gonna see from Bain and Tillman and Justice and Grayson, DeAnthony Melton? 
we know what Tyus Jones brings to the table. When he's healthy, we know what Tyus is. I'm not really concerned with him, but DeAnthony Melton, Grayson Allen, Justice Winslow, Xavier Tillman, Desmond Bain, those guys, those secondary players, what are they bringing to the table? And number three, since Sam went crazy, I want to see Jaron win most improved player. I could see that. So he put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. He did. He really did. In order for him to win most improved player, it would have to be absolutely craziness. But I could see that, though. He showed me in the, the game against San Antonio in the bubble where if they had won the game, he made a shot at the end of regulation God. to show like that, that he has the clutch gene. I remember that. I want to see him take it to the next level. I know I like I've seen it the the Bucks game when he scored a hundred points in one quarter what seemed like a hundred the dude was chucking it nine, up from nine three pointers in a game or something yeah it was like seven threes in a quarter or so, third he, quarter dude, it was because I wasn't buying like everybody after he made the second one I remember that it was like everybody made second or third yeah. one people were jumping up going crazy I'm like I'm not buying you, in yet you could I'm just not, you could, could feel the tension just mm-hmm. right like the energy rising in the forum you could as as he made when he, he made when he made a real deep one and I'm and I jumped up I'm like okay I'm in dude you got me yeah. I'm in I'm in it was electric man it, it was awesome it, it was insanity to watch it. And I can't even imagine. That's I was talking to Dan about this. You know, Clay scored forty in one quarter. Jaron scored twenty-seven in that quarter. That's the most I've seen scored in one quarter. But twenty-seven, and I don't know how he could have scored more. He did not miss. It didn't matter where he was shooting it from. He did not miss. I Everything mean, he, was falling. It was like two logo threes almost. Yeah, I, he he, was, he had there were there was one that he threw it up, and I just knew it as soon as he released it. Like he was super deep, and I'm like, it's in. Yeah, well, we were lined up with him on one. I, you could tell it was a deep one. He pulled up, shot it, and I'm like, that that's that's in. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, I mean, boom. So I want to. I mean, it's a growth year for me. If you can't tell, that's what I want to see. I want to see growth from these guys to get an idea of what the Grizzlies need to do moving forward in order to become a playoff team and a contending team. So we're going to get ready to roll out of here. Before we go, though, we're going to talk to you about our partners here at HoopBall, MyBookie.ag. They just had an odds boost, another odds boost day. There was a safety bet on, I think it was the Texans game. It was a Thanksgiving safety bet up to $250 if you bet and you won, you get your money, you win. If you lose, you don't get your money back, but they give you up to a $250 credit. So there was no losing that bet. It, it was a who the te- was it, Texans Lions was the game. And so if you bet on that game, you could not lose. There was no way for you to lose money. If you did lose the, the bet, if you took the Lions side and you lost the bet, then your money would stay on his credit and you'd have to play it on something else. But then as the weekend rolled on, they had odds boost days and Dan and the guys over at Hootball Gaming, they, they were keeping up. Dan was keeping you posted on what he was taking. But it was an easy four, 400 between four and 450, depending on what you bet. The free, like the, the bets that are very, very likely to win. And that's, uh, they had a couple, I think, that pushed. But these guys over at MyBookie, it's the best online sports book 
that you can find. They have more lines and better odds than any other sports book out there. You can go over there and use our promo code HOOPBALL, and they're going to match your initial deposit 100%. Make sure you use it. the promo code mybookie.ag, promo code HOOPBALL. Let them know that we sent you. Get signed up. They're going to have more odds boost days. There's been, you know, maybe a Christmas odds boost. I don't know exactly what they're doing yet, but they're, they're already in talks of another odds boost days. And those are days when you can essentially put your money on the line for little to no risk. So go check it out, mybookie.ag, enter their promo code HOOPBALL, and get your money. Get it. You can find the show on Twitter at HoopBallGrizz. I'm at DWheel2111. Sam is? It is SammyB1118. That's a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. Before we go, fantasy basketball season is up and running. Sam and I are both in the middle of a long draft right now. Don't do that, guys. It's awful. The Brewski 150 has released for the HootBall 360 guys, and if I'm not mistaken, it will release on Thursday for the Fantasy Pass guys. Get over to hoop-ball.com. Get signed up. The Fantasy Pass is $4.99 a month. That gets you the draft guide, the Brewski 150, and a ton of tools throughout the season. They're going to help you be competitive and win your league. It's hoop-ball.com. Go over, get signed up, do the fantasy pass. If you're a betting guy, you want the wager pass, you can get it all bundled in, wager pass, fantasy pass, all of it in the HoopBall 360. If you get HoopBall 360, you have access to the Brewski 150 right now. If not, you can wait till tomorrow and the fantasy pass gets access to the Brewski 150. Get it. Win your fantasy leagues, you will not regret it. It is absolutely worth having. It's awesome. Grizzlies are in training camp. We have basketball that counts in less than three weeks. I'm excited. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Yeager. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.